It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. Stuart Skinner, a former uh, member of the Swift Current Broncos under head coach Manny Viveros. At that time, the head coach of the Broncos. They won a championship together in the Western Hockey League. Well, Stuart Skinner, another one of those uh, Swift Current alumni having very, very good seasons against head coach Manny Viveros. So something to keep an eye on as well. This morning, we talked to Manny Viveros, as we always do on game day, about what he expects from this team. And, uh, you know, what's the, the mentality around the rink for his team, knowing that tonight is a night when they can take care of business and lock up number one overall? Here's what Manny Viveros had to say. You guys have an opportunity to clinch first in the division tonight with a win. Uh, with that said, is, is there any different uh, energy in the building today than, than other game days this year? No, he certainly, he certainly thinks so. Uh, well, I, I know so. I've seen it. Uh, the guys the guys know what's on the line here. That's something that, uh, you know, any opportunity you have to win your your division here in the regular season is something to be proud of too. So, uh, you know, the guys worked hard this year. Uh, you know, certainly de- deserve to be in this position. Um, having said that, that, you know, the team that's uh, nipping at our heels right now are, are, are also deserve to be in that position also too. So um, these games are meaningful. Uh, they're really meaningful. So uh, obviously we, if we get one win we're going to clinch uh, home ice all the way through here but uh, you know they're Bakerfield's a, is a heck of a hockey team and uh, we're going to have to beat our best. With the return of Dylan Secura and Thomas Yurko, Braden Pahal you look at the roster this is really the the fullest more most complete roster that you've had in, in quite some time and I imagine it couldn't have come at a better time. No uh, certainly it's uh, you know we got back uh, Dylan uh, you know so happy for the young man scoring two goals last night uh, but uh, I'm quite honestly, I'm very happy to have him in our lineup tonight too. He brings a lot of uh, you know experience and, and veteran leadership, and plus again, just like he did last night in the NHL, the kick and has an opportunity pucks on a stick, he can score. So uh, you know to get these guys back just makes our lineup complete, and we're very confident. Uh, you know that we've got uh, four really good lines, and, and the 60 that are playing tonight uh, are, are really good. So no, really excited about it. With first place still. Uh unclinched there is something to be accomplished this week of course but this is a condors team that by the end of the weekend you will have seen more than any other team this year and it very well could be a preview for playoffs uh, a week and a half from now is there any scenario where maybe yourself and and the other side uh, jay woodcroft does anything get held back in a series like this where there might be playoff hockey between you two uh, right away or or is it uh, all cards on the table no, I think, uh, no, speaking from ourselves, uh, is all cards on the table. Again, we're playing for first place, and they still have uh, a possibility of uh, uh, getting first place. If they come in and sweep us, uh, they, that they can get first place. Um, you know, we have to win one game, or I think the other scenario is to lose three overtime uh uh, games that we still clinch, but that's not the way we want to do it here. So uh, we're not even thinking about uh, going forward as far as the playoffs. We want to do whatever we possibly can to clinch first place here. And that's, uh, you know, starts with tonight's game. That's the most important. That's the only thing we're thinking about right now. The Condors are the only team in the American Hockey League that has a winning record against Henderson this season. What adjustments do you guys make? Uh, because you're playing better hockey right now than you did last time you saw them. What, what changes for this week? 
Well, you know, I, again, playing these guys, uh, you know, a really veteran team and, uh, you know, they, they played playoff hockey. They know how to win on the road. They know how to win tight games. And, uh, you know, sometimes for us, uh, we look at those situations where we have uh, lost to them. Uh, we, we've taken positives from it. Uh, you know, just, you know, you know, you learn from your opponent so much and, you know, they're well coached and, and, and they're, you know, how they, how they, play in certain situations or you know how they how they react in certain situations and it's good for our players to see that and and hopefully we learn from uh you know you know uh, from losing sometimes and you, and you learn from uh from 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 adversity and losing sometimes so uh, i like to think and i see it in our game when we've gotten down to other uh you know got out of that little funk that we had for a while uh you know i see the improvement of how we react to certain situations and uh i think it's nothing but been a positive force going forward last question manny logan thompson made 26 saves on tuesday to get the win it was his first game action since april 22nd with calls up to the taxi squad we've seen a couple times this year where he's had extended periods without regular game action and his first start back is always so strong how is it that he's able to find his game so quickly in his first game back in those kinds of instances? Well, I, I think first and foremost is Logan's very competitive. Uh, um, he, if he could, he'd play every game, um, which, you know, which is impossible in, in today's, uh, today's game. Uh, but so when he comes in, um, he's been, uh, he's been ready to go. And I think in hindsight, um, you know, that break that he had up with the, uh, when he's up with the task squad was kind of did good for him. Got an opportunity to start to work on some things without having to grind every day of playing hockey. Uh, he, he was playing a lot of hockey for us at one time there and, uh, you know, fatigue might have set in in some some capacity and uh, but uh, he's fresh. He's had an opportunity to, you know, practice and rest and uh, you certainly see that coming back. He was sharp and uh, we expect nothing, uh, nothing less than that tonight again. That was head coach Manny Viveros, and again, a very strong outing on Tuesday for Logan Thompson, his first game action since April 22nd. Also referenced during the conversation with Manny Viveros is that the Silver Knights have gotten some uh, important contributors back. Dylan Secura, who had a phenomenal night last night. We'll touch on that in just a moment uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights in San Jose back this morning and in the lineup tonight, expected to be in the lineup tonight, um, as is Thomas Yurko, also sent down from Vegas uh, Silver Knights also get back Braden Pahal, who went up for essentially a 36-hour turn with the big club. So uh, really, you could say the Silver Knights right now, the, the roster is as close to full strength as it's been all year, really, since the first uh, couple weeks of the season. You look at the opening day roster, the players that are missing right now from, uh, from that version of the team. Uh, Patrick Brown, who's been up for most of the year, and that does not change. Peyton Krebs, who went up and is injured right now. Uh, Caden Korzak, who's been in the Western Hockey League and has not uh, come back from junior hockey. Uh, and Yuri Patera, who's currently up with the uh, with the taxi squad, but uh, didn't play for the first month of the season anyway. So this is a very, very much a close to full strength roster for head coach Manny Viveros. But among the players that's been best for him, it's not one who came back today. It's one who's been carrying the offensive load while players were uh, up with the VGK taxi squad. And that is Danny O'Regan, who is rolling right now for Henderson. Back to the slot, O'Regan. Backdoor feed for Glass. A shot stopped by Sachenko. Now it's Daniel O'Regan again around the faceoff. Time fires. He scores. Daniel O'Regan stays red hot. It's a power play goal. We're tied to one. And that was Danny O'Regan on Saturday at T-Mobile Arena. He well, he kept rolling along on Tuesday with another goal. 
uh, as he now has nine goals in the last nine games for the Henderson Silver Knights, one of the better offensive stretches of his career, and he's had a very well, uh, very decorated AHL career individually. But nine goals and 14 points in the last nine games for Daniel Regan. Also five power play goals in that stretch. That's all the power play production he's had this season. He has five power play goals. They've all come in the last nine games. So uh, certainly not right to say that he's had an expanded role in recent weeks. That's certainly not the case. But a player who's played most of this season with Dylan Secura, in, uh, in Dylan Secura's absence, he's done some pretty phenomenal things. So the Silver Knights will continue uh, to look to Danny O'Regan tonight against the Bakersfield Condors. Tonight, the Silver Knights will be doing something they have not done this season, which is wear their white jerseys at home. Uh, ordinarily in an AHL season, around halfway through the uh, the year, home teams will switch from wearing their dark jerseys to their white jerseys, give the fans a chance to see both because of this strange pandemic year. That has not been the case, but uh, arrangements were made that Silver Knights fans will have an opportunity to see the white uniforms up close and in person. The Silver Knights will wear those each of the next three games. Let's take a look at our silver and gold. Silver and gold. Silver and gold Everyone wishes for silver and gold Well, we always take an opportunity to see how Silver Knights and Golden Knights players going back and forth between the two clubs, how they're doing while they're away. And the Silver Knights have had a good impact on the Vegas Golden Knights in their playoff push this season. Last night it was Dylan Secura's turn. He did this. I think he's going to be in San Jose for a long time to come. Secure with a rush shot and he scores! Dylan Secure upstairs, his first as a member of the Golden Knights, and it's 5-zip. At the request of the Howe family, on behalf of the NHL Players Association, as Secure comes in, his wrist shot, and he scores! That's two tonight for Dylan Secure, both in the same spot. High glove on Melnichuk, and the Golden Knights put up a half dozen. Got a great release, comes inside, watch him pull the puck in under the stick of Carlson. And a quick release to the top corner. That was Shane Knighty and Dave Gosher on the VGK broadcast last night on AT&T Sportsnet. Dylan Zahira, two-goal game. Going into that contest, he had one NHL goal in his career, scored with the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, another great outing for Dylan Secura, who made an impact. And now he gets to come back and help the Silver Knights sew up their postseason positioning against the Bakersfield Condors. Well, as we mentioned, the Silver Knights will be on the ice three times this weekend against Bakersfield, and great seats are available. Capacity has increased to 50% at the Orleans Arena for all remaining home games. Tickets are available now for HSK's final three games. Seats starting at just $10. So great seats available at a great price and a chance to see the Silver Knights in their white jerseys over the final three games of the season. Plenty of reason to... Head on down to the Orleans Arena tonight and this weekend. We'll have more on that later on in the show. We will step aside, but when we come back, we'll hear from Gage Quinney, Vegas' own, as he talks about this strange season, this important playoff push, and what growing up in Vegas and uh, finding ice time and working his way up to the professional level was all like. That's all straight ahead on HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. You know, George, the ocean called. They're running out of shrimp. <laughs> oh yeah, Riley. <laughs> well, the jerk store called. They're running out of Brian McCormick. Back on HSK today, Brian McCormick here with you, and we're joined by Henderson Silver Knights forward Gage Quinney. Gage, thank you for taking a few minutes today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. 
Gage, you guys have a chance to clinch with a win this week, whether it comes tonight, Saturday, Sunday. You, you need two points. Um, does today have any different uh, energy around the rink than maybe other games this season, knowing that you have that opportunity tonight against Bakersfield? Uh, maybe a bit, but uh, I think we just owe these guys. They've kind of had our number the last few games, so I think for us we just want to play a good game against them. And uh, obviously I think if we play our game, um, we should win. So. Now, why do you think that is? Because Bakersfield is the only opponent you guys have faced this season that has a winning record against you guys. Is there something they do that other teams don't? Um, it could just be just they stick to their game plan and um, they kind of make us get off ours. So I think if we stay on ours all tonight, uh, we should be fine. Strangely enough, they're one of the older teams. I don't have the average age in front of me, but you look at the guys on their team who have done damage against you. It's Brad Malone, it's Adam Cracknell, it's guys who have been around a while, which is in the AHL a little bit different than what we usually talk about where it's young guys and, and recent draft picks who at least fans are looking to to make the impact. Is there a reason why the older guys are, are making an impact? Um, I think it's just they don't – It's they just stick to the game plan, that's all. Um, I mean, now in the year, everybody's played – 36 games I think we've played so I don't know if there's really such thing as rookies anymore um, we all know what to expect we know how to play them and um, I think we'll be fine that's definitely strange to me we're talking to Gage Quinney we're at game 36 we're going to play 39 so we're at the end of the season but in a regular year just calendar wise or schedule wise we'd be around the, the midway point so I guess in your own game how much of it is the actual wear on the tires or the mentality of where we are in the season? Does it feel, do you feel like you're at the midway point physically or do you feel like you're at the last week of the regular season where ordinarily we'd be in April? Um, I think as a team, I think we feel fine. So I think it still feels early. I think our coaching staff has done everything for us. The training staff has done everything for us to make us feel fresh still. And um, it's going to be huge going into this division playoff thing. With Gage Quinney, I want to ask you this because I'm brand new to Vegas. You've answered the question a million times playing for a pro team in Vegas, being from Vegas, and that's a fun story. I want to know literally, when you were growing up playing in Vegas, where did you play? Because I've been here a few months now. Lifeguard Arena I know is brand new. City National Arena is relatively new. So before this place became a hockey hotbed, where was a young kid playing? What rinks were you at locally? Um, We're at... Santa Fe used to have a, an ice rink. Uh, the sports park was an ice rink. And then um, the Las Vegas Ice Center is still around, and um, that was the main rink for, for a bit. It was just the only, only rink on the Summerlin side area. So um, just really, really grateful. So were those rinks as busy as, as uh, you know, CNA or Lifeguard are on a weekend now? Or was it, was it a, a, did all the youth hockey players know each other at that point? I figured it might have been a small community. Yeah, really small. You knew basically knew who was on your team every year and then the next year you knew who was going to be on your team and then I just remember there was always ice growing up there was nobody at the rink it was just dead all the time and then and then you look at it now and it's it's so busy all the time it's hard to get ice so it's uh it's cool to see and you grew up your dad played pro that's that's why you were born here your dad was a member of the Vegas Wranglers is it different growing up with a dad playing pro hockey? And I ask that because we see it so commonly now. There are so many young players in the draft, and, and you look at it like, oh, his dad was a player for 1,000 games 15 years ago. Um, th- there has to be some access that a kid has being around the game at that age that, ma- that makes an impact, that helps you grow up and, and know what it takes to play pro. Yeah, um, of course it's an advantage. Um, you just get to pick their brain, and um, they played at the highest level. So that definitely helps so they know what it takes to get there. And I think growing up and seeing and just 
after games you listen to what he says and, and then like all the training and stuff you do with him and uh it just helps prepare you and then you know what it takes and even your dad playing minor league when when you were in this town is there even more access i mean i know kids whose dads are in the nhl can still get into the locker room and get their picture taken and whatnot but but i figure if the fans have more access to the players at the minor league level than you know the the spouses and the kids they must have more access too yeah yeah i guess so um I think I don't even know if people remember the Thunder. Hopefully they do, but yeah, that's yeah. You were around the you were around the game constantly. Um, so as a young kid, you you're playing in Vegas, but even if you come from a traditional hockey hotbed market as a young player, it's not uncommon unless you're in two or three particular states. Eventually, you got to leave. You got to go somewhere else to to get greater exposure. How did that opportunity come along for you? Were you recruited out of Vegas, or did you have to make the decision to to go somewhere to get more looks? Um, that's just a decision you have to make. Um, I went to Arizona just because I thought the AAA program was better there at the time, and I'm uh, very grateful for that decision and um, everybody down there that helped me grow as a player and um, nothing bad to say. It has to be a hard decision, though, as a young kid, not just for you but for your, your family. You know, it's at that age as a, a, a middle teen – like you're betting on yourself, so you know what what goes into that decision. Aside from obviously, I just have to have confidence in your own game. I'm sure is part of it. Yeah, confidence is obviously huge, and then um, I think at the end of the day, you want to play against the best kids in your age group. Is really what it comes down to, and that competition is is a lot of fun, and um, that's really what it was, and that's what it came down to. We're talking to Gage Quinney now. Again, you live in Vegas. I wonder. I've heard from so many players and, and even staff members around the league. This is their favorite road city. Everyone circles this spot on their calendar, but but you live here. So, like, kids who grow up in Orlando, Disney World probably doesn't have the same luster to them that has to the rest of the world. When you hear people talk about playing in Vegas, do you understand with them, you know, exactly what what's so exciting about coming here or having lived here? Is it a little bit more, you know, domestic to you? No, I I, I understand it completely. I mean... When you fly in at night and you see the strip all lit up, it's it's literally like everything off the movies you see and stuff like that. But uh, for me, it's the strip is just a strip. I don't really have much motivation to go down there. I'd rather just stay on the outside. But um, I love Vegas, and yeah. You you get it though, yeah. You, yeah. you, you might not be running down to the uh, to the casinos, but you understand the allure. We're talking to Cage Quinney. Uh, to that extent, too, I, some people might have been surprised that Vegas took off as a hockey city. You have said that you're not. And I had a chance last night at Lifeguard Arena. They were doing a, a viewing party for the VGK game as they opened the new plaza outside of Lifeguard Arena. And you just realize how much this town really enjoys a show, really enjoys a spectacle. And that's part of what the Vegas Golden Knights have, have given this town. And having lived here your whole life, I guess you, you probably understand that mo- more than most. The locals here, not even the vacationers, the locals here appreciate a, a good show, and that's what they've been getting night in, night out. Yeah. Uh, Vegas needed a sports team, and um, I'm really thankful it was the Knights that came here. And even when you go to the games, they they make it that Vegas atmosphere where it's a show and a sporting event at the same time. And I think that's why the locals love it so much because it's everything that has to do with Vegas all in one. And um it's amazing to see. With Gage Quinney, one of the things I like talking about with you, Gage, or that I appreciate about your, your story is not only coming from a non-traditional hockey market that's been discussed to death, your climb in the pro game has been 
working your way up. You played in the ECHL. You played a year for the Wheeling Nailers. Um, and you didn't have a cup of coffee there. You played a year for the Wheeling Nailers and really to, to prove yourself to work your way up. Did, did that ECHL experience help to, to mold your pro game? I think so. Um, you always have doubters everywhere you go. And then um, it's just it made me more appreciative um, every time you get a little bit more you're a little bit more thankful and um there's really no bad days just because there's a lot worse in the world that is going on so I think every day I'm just grateful for being able to play being able to be in this organization and um just being able to play hockey it's a sport I love and uh hopefully it continues for a long time and what what is interesting too you played for the Wheeling Nailers and this is with no disrespect but you played in Chicago you've played in Vegas you played in big cities Wheeling is not that. So for the minor league experience, you know, when you talk about the, the cities that you ride the bus from and the less glamorous spots, that's where you started. So you, you really have had the full minor league experience in just a few years. Yeah. Um, long, just long bus rides. And, uh, yeah, like I said, you're just grateful because the bus hours get cut in half as you keep going up. And, um, yeah, just very grateful. We're with Gage Quinney. Now, Gage that you don't go to the uh, the strip as often because you live here do you have uh do you spend your summers here in vegas where everyone else takes their vacations or when the summer comes do you need to get away and go elsewhere i usually just stay here i mean it's everything i love vegas so i don't i don't think i need a vacation but my girlfriend probably says otherwise and that's how i end up going on vacation is from her so yeah. <laughs> that sounds like she's a good influence then. Uh, Gage, we're going to some fun questions. While we're talking about vacations, uh, what is the worst vacation that you've ever gone on? One where you were really excited, it just didn't pan out. Uh, and do you blame your girlfriend? I don't know if Careful. I, I don't know if I've ever had a bad vacation because it is vacation. So, I mean, and usually she picks always the good spots. Usually I kind of throw a fit at first and then I end up enjoying it. So... I don't know if I've ever had a bad vacation that I can remember of. My parents might say otherwise when I was younger, but yeah. Gage Quinney is easy to please. Uh, for a guy who doesn't go down to the Strip, again, I'm brand new here, so perfect resource. I need you. What are the good local spots, the little off-the-radar, less-on-the-nose locations in Vegas that I need to make sure I check out this summer? I mean, everybody likes downtown Summerlin. I mean, Red Rock's very nice. Um, there's just... I guess any of the casinos really that are a lot more fun. I just, just not a fan of the strip. I wouldn't say a fan, but um, I just have no intentions of going down there. It's always so crowded and drives me nuts. You spend all your time at work playing in front of crowds. You like to get some time to yourself. That's understandable. Uh, you know, we see a few players that have uh, some tattoos. I always say it's an interesting subject. Does Gage Quinney, because fans have only seen you basically from the neck up, everything else is covered. Does Gage Quinney have tattoos? No, no, I don't have any tattoos. If you were going to get one, what would it be? Or are you just completely anti-tattoo? I'm not anti-tattoo. I just have no idea what I would get that would stay on my body. So I have no idea. I'm, I'm, they're too permanent for me. I, I, and not that I give off a tattoo vibe anyway, but um, there, there would be a misspelling or something. There's just no way I would get through without some sort of terrible error. Uh, your favorite sports team outside of hockey? Uh, we talking like NFL, NBA. Whatever you want to talk. Any Anything outside the game of hockey? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite sports team. I just really like watching the NFL and NBA and big fantasy football guys. So 
probably just anywhere in the NFL. <laughs> See, that's a great attitude, especially for an athlete. There is no other team outside of the one that you work for and play for that could ruin your day. That's a very healthy yeah. way to handle yourself. Um, if you weren't playing hockey, what would Gage Quinney be doing? I have no idea. I have zero clue what I would you, be doing. You had to have been good at something else in school or, or some other passion. If, if not for hockey, you think you would just be a, uh, a layabout Gage Quinney? I don't believe that. I don't know. Maybe I'd be a fireman like my dad. That looks fun. So fighting fires and doing that stuff. But. I think that's it. <laughs> I think you could handle it. Although I, I've, my uncles are firemen, a lot of firemen, a lot of tattoos in the firehouse. You might have to, you might have to bend on that one. Uh, last one before we let you go, Gage. Again, regardless of what happens this week, playoff hockey is coming. It's an unusual year. We've said that a million times, but now we are at least getting down to playoff hockey. That I, I, I would imagine, no matter what the setup is, playoff hockey is playoff hockey. That sense of desperation is that sense of of desperation and purpose. What is the mental approach for you guys heading into the postseason, uh, and and what can be gained this year in a Pacific Division title? Um, just learning how to play when the games really matter. And um, like you saw, like the last two San Jose games, like the intensity was ramped up, and it was almost like a playoff game already. And um, I think that's really what it is. Is uh, as a team, we're gonna learn how to play these tight games and stuff like that and um it's going to help everybody grow as a player and and as a team it's really going to help us gage thanks for your time really appreciate it yeah of course thank you that's gage quinney we'll step aside when we come back we'll have ryan holt voice of the bakersfield condors on hsk today enthusiasms enthusiasms what am i what draws my admiration what is that which gives me joy brian mccormick Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you. We just heard from Gage Quinney, and now we are joined to preview this three-game set with the Bakersfield Condors, the voice of the Bakersfield Condors, Mr. Ryan Holt. Ryan, thanks so much for taking the time this afternoon. Hey, Brian. Great. How are you? I'm doing great, Ryan. I'm excited for a, a big weekend, and, uh, you know, it's there's clinching implications for the top spot in the Pacific Division this weekend. For the Silver Knights, they need a win or three overtime losses, which if it took three overtime losses from an HSK perspective, that's that's more stress than anyone could handle over the next four days. Uh, for the Condors, it's going to take a, basically a sweep of this weekend. But e- either way, these are two teams that are, are roaring into the postseason, and I, I just feel like we've been very blessed, Ryan, with this conclusion to the regular season because it really feels like we're getting an extra playoff series out of this. Yeah, even before the, the playoffs, I, I guess, were announced, we kind of looked at it, I think we even talked about it probably a month ago, and I kind of looked at these last three games as, you know, hey, if there aren't playoffs, well, you know, maybe this will be the de facto, you know, best of three, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's it kind of turned out that way. You know, both teams, you know, as you mentioned, control their own destiny going into the week, albeit the Condors have to do a little bit more than, than Henderson does here uh, down the stretch to, to get that top spot. But, um, yeah, it's weird for the Condors, you know, it's, want to win all three games certainly and get the top spot in the Pacific but at the same token got to get at least one here to kind of guarantee at least you know home ice next week uh, you know that's still not locked up too so uh, kind of San Diego kind of hanging in the rearview mirror there but uh, yeah it's gonna be a fun week these are two excellent teams you know Henderson's been at the top pretty much the entire year and you know Bakersfield has slowly slowly tried to you know reel them in and uh, it's going to take a, a pretty big effort this week to, to finish the job and uh, we'll see what happens. 
Now, Ryan, winning three straight games against anybody in the American Hockey League can sound like a daunting task, but not an unrealistic one from a Condor's perspective because they've won five straight against Henderson dating back to mid-February. What is the... Uh, what have the Condors done so well against Henderson this season because they're the only team that's had that kind of profound success against the Silver Knights? Yeah, and I mean, they've been tight games. You know, they've been games, you know, especially the last two, I think, here in, here in Henderson uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Could have went either way. You know, there were games that were tied, you know, midway through the second, and then all of a sudden a couple quick goals, and, you know, you look up and, and the Condors have some breathing room. But, you know, make no mistake about it, you know, there's uh, – there's nothing easy about playing the Silver Knights. There's nothing easy about this series. And, uh, you know, I think the Condors, just from a personnel perspective, have a, a fairly deep team, um, which causes, you know, some teams' issues. Um, that being said, uh, you know, Henderson with a couple of the moves today to kind of reinforce the lineup, uh, you know, that's as deep as the roster is, you know, the Condors are going to face all season. So uh, it's been good goaltending, good D, and uh, I think both teams are – kind of built very similar similarly when you look at it um you know kind of defense first and then you know timely goals and you know comfortable and in, in, in playing you know 3-1 games and comfortable also you know if you have to go run and gun but um i expect these games to be you know very tight low scoring um really good hockey games here this week we're with ryan holt the broadcast voice of the bakersfield condors and and ryan we talk so much in this league, and especially this season with the unique roster makeups. We've had a lot of uh, junior prospects and, and uh, draft picks from last year in the league. Dylan Holloway just joined the Bakersfield Condors recently. Uh, we talk about the youth so often, but more and more when I talk to players on the Silver Knights, when they talk about the Condors and what challenges they face, they're talking about the experienced guys, the Adam Cracknells, and perhaps more so than anyone, uh, Brad Malone, who has been a Silver Knights killer this year, particularly over the last uh, you know four to five games these two teams have played. What, what does Brad Malone bring at his at his age uh, that not only is he still so effective, but he's also so important to the room? Yeah, I mean, one, you know, he's a captain for a reason, but you know, I think he kind of sets the tone for the team, and and him and Adam Cracknell are two, you know, obviously veterans, but they're two very different people. Uh, Cracknell's a little uh, a little looser. Uh, a little more, you know, laughing, happy-going. Brad's a, a very serious hockey player and very serious to his craft, um, and that's the reason why he's gotten as far as he's had uh, in, in his career. He's a, you know, a pro's pro. Uh, he shows up every day ready to work, and, um, you know, I think him being, you know, helped on the flank by, by guys like Cracknell and Seth Griffith, you know, they all bring a little bit of a different element that led to a nice mix. And, you know, we talked about this, you know, back in the summer when the roster was kind of being put together and kind of looking at it and going, wow, if this, uh, you know, if this season ever got underway, this would be a pretty good team uh, just on paper. And, you know, it, it didn't get underway for another six, seven months till February, but it ended up coming to fruition. And, um, you know, there's a good balance, I think, right now. You know, you add in Hallway into the mix. Raphael Lavoie is a second rounder. Ryan McLeod just went up to the Edmonton Oilers for the last couple of weeks uh, as a second rounder. Benson's a second rounder. Um, so you're starting to see kind of the, the maturation of some draft picture over the last couple of years because that hadn't always been the case, you know, with the Oilers organization. They traded a lot of their top picks. They traded a lot of their first and second round kind of selections if they weren't number one overall. And, you know, the last four or five years, you're seeing, you know, kind of the youth influx into the organization. Now they're all starting to kind of blossom here this season. Talking to Ryan Holt, broadcaster for the Bakersfield Condors. It's it's hard to argue that there's been a better duo in the league this year 
than Tyler Benson and Cooper Marodi. You see them all the time. Uh, no one's been able to really slow them down for any extended period of time. But uh, from what you've seen other teams do, what is the best uh, – tactic to use if you're going to try to, to keep those two bottled up over the course of three games yeah it's tough uh you know i think the the, the running mate they had with them and ryan mcleod i think opened up a lot of space for them uh, mm. you know, just with his speed and, and his abilities here this season uh that being said benson is as elite a playmaker and uh vision as i've seen in the american hockey league and i think one thing that he's really brought to his game this year has been uh his ability to you know, kill penalties, and that's, I think, going to be a big tool for him moving forward because, you know, as you know, when you get to the next level, you might not be on the top six line. You might not be getting 15, 16 minutes a night. You're going to start out, you know, kind of in that third, fourth line role, and, um, you know, you might get six, seven minutes, and you might have to impact the game on the penalty kill. And I think that's been a huge thing for him this year. And then Coop, uh, his biggest thing, and we've known this, you know, for two, three years now, is when he's healthy, he's one of the most dynamic hockey players in this league um he's gonna get a shot at the next level uh he's you know right on the cusp again another 20 goal season last year was just cut short by injury after injury after injury and uh, he's feeling good this year and, and the numbers back it up but more so just his confidence level and and his attitude coming to the rink has just been um exponentially better last year really weighed on him and i think this year has been a, a real relief for him Ryan, talking to players on the Silver Knights, what were the challenges of playing Bakersfield? They said, well, they just don't get outside their game plan. They stick to it, and they don't make many mistakes and give you an opportunity to climb back in. On the flip side, when you've watched the Silver Knights this season, even with five straight losses for the Silver Knights against Bakersfield, who are some of the players who have stood out to you as, as matchup problems for the Condors? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing when you look into the mirror. I think when you look at the two teams, you <laughs> You know, uh, you know anything you say about the Condors, I think you could say about the Silver Knights as well, too. Um, you know, we've seen O'Regan for the past couple of years uh, when he was with San Jose's organization. Just a dynamic player um, at both ends of the ice. Uh, you mentioned Quinny. We've seen him briefly. Dylan Sakura, when he's been a, in the lineup against the Condors, I think he's been a dynamic forward. And to be honest with you, for my money, you know, I think I just filled out my, my ballot. I, I, am I allowed to say this? I think I just filled out my ballot for the uh, – the AHL awards, but uh, Ryan Murphy was, you know, near at the top of just about any you know statistical category that I could put mm -hmm. down for a defenseman. Um, you know, he's been a, a tremendous veteran leader, I guess, for for Henderson. Uh, he actually introduced Brad Malone to his wife Brielle in Carolina too. So there's a little nugget for you. But uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's just a, a really well-built team, uh, tremendous goaltending. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know Thompson gotten the short end of the stick against the Condors. I think he has a 9-4 save percentage against the Condors, which is 1-3, which is, you know, <laughs> That's a, hard a to little do. bit of a head scratcher. <laughs> it's hard to do, exactly. It's a lot of 2-1 and a lot of tight hockey games. So, um, you know, I think it's uh, two teams that, you know, like that Spider-Man meme when you kind of look at each other and, you know, you're looking back at each <laughs> other. I think they're I think they're two very similar, you know, teams and, and two teams that at the end of the day kind of want to win games 3-2 and call it a night. Um, you know, which is kind of the opposite of maybe some other teams we're going to see down the road here in the in the postseason, the Ontarios and the San Diegos of the world. So Ryan Murphy introduced Brad Malone to his wife, and ever since Brad Malone had his second child, his dad's strength has been running <laughs> rampant, and it's been driving the Silver Knights crazy. So Ryan Murphy is responsible I, for this. <laughs> yes, I think uh, if there's a causation and effect, I think we've traced the, the problem uh, for the Silver Knights back to their captain. <laughs> Before we let you go, Ryan, and we're with Ryan Holt, the voice of the Bakersfield Condors, I am going to get a little uh, 
sappy and, and uh, romantic here, but I always love the postseason, whether it comes late like it is right now or, or on time, because it's that time of year where everything just feels possible. And, uh, you know, there's been some uh, some medical news out there today that the things are, are moving back to normal and just having playoff hockey feels normal. The Condors have fans now. The Silver Knights are extending their capacity to 50%. I, I, this is the time of year when anything should feel possible. Uh, and I feel like we're, we're getting in that direction. So just as we go into a very fun three-game weekend, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm starting to feel more and more normal every day, and it's, it's a welcome change. Yeah, I'm excited about it, and, and I'm excited. You know, I think I saw 50% at Silver Knights games, and I know Vegas, the, you know, the Golden Knights are going to have a big crowd coming up here for their for their playoff run too. So, um, you know, that's fantastic. And, you know, just from, from our level, um, you know, being the only California team to, to be in our own building, uh, to, mm-hmm. to have fans in the building, I think is, you know, something we take a lot of pride in this year because, you know, as you've seen, you know, not every team has, has spent time in their own building. So I think it's been great, not only from a development standpoint, but, you know, Bakersfield is a, you know, a, a small community that, you know, kind of rallies around the team and uh, to be able to get fans back in. And now we're, you know, hopefully at some point this week, you know, Going to going to lock up something at least to, to get some home playoff games and um, you know having some fans here as well too it makes for a better atmosphere and you know if uh, if we're the top two seeds here going forward we know that we're only going to play in front of fans so uh, that, I think that's pretty cool so we're looking forward to it Ryan it's a wonderful time of year it, we're going to have a wonderful weekend uh, up ahead and uh, chances are over the next couple of weeks. Uh, it, it's very possible you and I might have a chance to have a conversation once again. I, I hope we do. Really appreciate you coming on this afternoon. Absolutely, 98 degrees, and uh, looking forward to getting to the Orleans. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple hours. <laughs> see you in a couple hours. Thanks, Brett. That is Ryan Holt, the voice of the Bakersfield Condors. We will step aside when we come back. We wrap things up on this Thursday edition of HSK Today on 1230 The Game, the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network. Dollar Loan Center is now the official short-term lender of the Vegas Golden Knights and Henderson Silver Knights. With over 50 locations and 250,000 customers, our focus has always been on giving back to the community. Get up to $5,000 in minutes. It's free to apply at don'tbebroke.com or stop into one of our locations. No checking account required. Half the cost of most payday lenders. No hidden fees and always a fair deal. Licensed by the Data Financial Institutions Division. Certain limitations may apply. Loans are subject to approval. Official partners of the Vegas Golden Knights and Henderson Silver Knights. Envy License 80634. Step off the ice and get into the heat. Steam up your kitchen, bath, and spa remodel with Minions Construction. Affordable and luxurious. Incredible transformations. Relax and enjoy the Minion style. Feel like a celebrity without spending a million. Be a millionaire. For a free design consultation, call 702-MINIONS or visit us at minionsconstruction.com. When something goes wrong with your air conditioning, you only have three options and doing nothing isn't one of them. So one, you can mess with the problem yourself. Good luck with that. Two, you can call some inexperienced smaller AC shop you know nothing about. Or three, you can call the guys you've known for a long time. Yes, air conditioning. They're run by a bunch of slightly obsessive neat freaks who will do the job so well you may never see them again. When AC problems arise, the Yes Man Can. Call Yes Air Conditioning, 888-4937 or go online to theyesmancan.com. License 71246. Hi, Chef Jet Tila here to introduce the Dragon Tiger Noodle Company to Las Vegas. I've traveled the world in search of the best noodles, like our house-made egg noodles in Chinese bone broth with bok choy and grilled chicken. Dragon Tiger Noodle Company. My noodles, your way. Guess what? I got a fever. 
And the only prescription is more... HSK Today. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you. Great catching up with Ryan Holt of the Bakersfield Condors, the broadcast voice of the Condors. He's been there for uh, for many years, going back to their ECHL days. So no better expert on the Condors than Ryan Holt. And uh, if there is to be playoff hockey between these two teams in the coming weeks, I'm sure we will catch up with Ryan again. Uh, worth mentioning once more, just to remind everybody that the Henderson Silver Knights will be wearing their white jerseys tonight, Saturday, and Sunday. So fans who have not had a chance to get a, an in-person look at the white uniforms, you've maybe seen them on your AHL TV screen, but you wouldn't have seen them anywhere else. Come in, get a look, and uh, enjoy what's going to be really, really good hockey, playoff-type hockey over the next four days at the Orleans Arena between these two teams battling for the top spot in the Pacific Division. The Silver Knights can clinch first place in the Pacific with a win tonight, Saturday, or Sunday. Any of the three, one win will do it. Also, three overtime losses. They would have to lose in overtime each of the next three days to pick up the points that would get them first place as well. They certainly don't want to do it that way. But Bakersfield would need to essentially sweep this weekend to get first place themselves. So first place still up for grabs. The Silver Knights very much in uh, charge of their own destiny. Uh, and again, that's just even, even if it isn't, uh, even if the Silver Knights win tonight, which uh, they certainly would like to, uh, and takes away that uh, that clinching factor for the next two games, makes them essentially uh, moot statistically for the last two games of the regular season. Uh, they'll be anything but as these two teams continue to scratch and claw into the playoffs and try to hone themselves to play their best hockey at the right time, because it's very possible these two teams do meet again. Now they will be dropping the puck in a little bit over three hours. Uh, and when they do so, it's very important that the equipment is up to snuff. So let's check with Assistant Equipment Manager Cameron Batty with our equipment check of the week. Cameron, how's the equipment? It's great. Good. Glad to hear it. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, for the Silver Knights, the game uh, tonight and uh, Saturday and Sunday, there is going to be now expanded capacity at the Orleans Arena. We are now up to 50% capacity uh, at the Orleans Arena over the last three games of the season. And with that, tickets will be available starting at just $10. So available for the next three games, including tonight. You can get tickets for as low as $10. And to do so, go to hendersonsilvernights.com slash single-game-tickets. That's hendersonsilvernights.com slash single-game-tickets. See the white jerseys for yourself, and you can buy one for yourself as well as uh, the white jerseys are available. And I believe, I believe they are purchasable at the Orleans Arena. They should be available here at the arena tonight. They absolutely, without question, are available at the Livery at Lifeguard Arena and the Arsenal at City National Arena. Silver Knights and Bakersfield Condors facing off for the seventh time, excuse me, the eighth time this season. They've already met seven times. They'll have faced off ten times by the time the series is complete. Bakersfield has won five straight. Silver Knights looking to snap that skid, uh, and they'll do so leaning heavily on Danny O'Regan, who, as we mentioned, has nine goals in his last nine games, 14 points over that stretch as well. Dylan Secura, after his two-goal game with the Vegas Golden Knights in San Jose last night, back in the Henderson fold along with Thomas Yerko and Braden Pahal, all of them expected 
to play this evening. Special thanks to Ryan Holt, the voice of the Bakersfield Condors, and Gage Quinney, who joined us on the show today. We will call it an afternoon, but we will be back on the air with the Henderson Silver Knights pregame show at 6.30. Special thanks to Damon Cotton on the other side of the glass. We'll see you all tonight for Silver Knights and the Bakersfield Condors here on 12.30 of the game, the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network. Have a great one, everybody.